Hi, I'm Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy dogs, and gave away a kidney. Now here he is, Eric Zane! Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, thank you, and welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. It is uh, the 14th of March, 2022. Coming to you from the Baldwin Ace Hardware. Beer Bunker Studio. In the heart of beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. Where it's shaping up to be a terrific, beautiful, magnificent week. Uh, at least that's that's what I'm told. Maybe not in the more northern reaches, but uh, just uh, stoked about... Um, this is one of those weeks where I, I'm starting to get the vibe that um, uh, perhaps like we'll have turned the corner. Like officially, third winter is just finishing up. But I'm just hoping that, okay, let's uh, let's try to get a little momentum here. We're midway through March. You know, we're supposed to be go- going out like a lamb. It started like a lamb, actually. And then it got a little wonky again. It was down to like 13 degrees. I was freezing my ass off this weekend. I did uh, some limo work, and I picked up a bunch of uh, young people. Uh, Dad was there at the door, and and the young people are going to a dance. You know, like a uh, high school dance, I don't know, snowflake ball or something. And and not one of these of these young ladies wore, wore a coat. And dad is trying to get a picture outside of the limousine with your old pal Eric Zane there standing off to the side. And these kids are freezing. They're freezing their asses off. And they're all like, well, this terrible looks on their faces. It's like, oh, God. You know, I mean, my God, Uh, if you've got enough money to afford a limousine for these young people, uh, I'm thinking you, um, oops. Hold on a second here. I'm having one of these uh, mic issues again, which uh, keep manifesting. Okay. There, man. I'm banging my hand on the side of the Zenith TV again. You'd think that the dad would have enough cash to buy these kids a coat. Shit. So, uh,. No, but it was it was typical for teenagers because um, it's like six thirty in the evening when I when I pick them up and I gotta drop them off at the school at eight thirty. And the way this is supposed to unfold is, uh, Dad says, "Yeah, they're probably gonna want to get something to eat, so just you know, fast food is what he's thinking," and he was right. Because, uh, and then I got to get them to the school by a certain time, eight eight thirty drop off. I go, okay, guys, uh, where do you want to go? Oh, uh, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, no one's taking charge. Usually it's, it's got to be at least one person who's got to take charge, but not not one of them. They're all like looking side, side-eyeing each other and looking at me. And I go, how about McDonald's? They'll go, yeah, of course, of course, McDonald's. Out to the McDonald's. Mr. Driver, 
Yes, my dear. Can we go back? Yeah, sure. Uh, what's what's going? I forgot my ticket and my charger. I go. Oh, okay. No problem. And it wasn't a problem. Uh, th- this was great though. They did not play WAP, and these were um, uh, kids that go to a Christian high school, and. I think it paid off because these kids all listened to appropriate music. You know, they were uh, playing like Fallout Boy and, uh, you know, Smash Mouth. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. And they're all singing. It was all like a bunch of, like, uh, Ned Flanders kids inside of this thing. I was like, okay, this is cool. I can handle this. Um. Go back to the house. Hey, Dad, how oh, it's me again. Get the charger. Get the ticket. Off we go. We go to the um, uh, Amway Grand Hotel, this uh, luxurious, famous hotel here in, in Grand Rapids. And uh, it's, it's a great place to get, like, pictures because it's quite ornate in its decorations and whatnot. So uh, they're, they're quite used to the, in their, in their vast lobby with the high ceilings and the chandeliers to have people take pictures there. So the kids are going to get pictures. Uh, again, uh, they can, uh, the limousine is, is, uh, is no problem. Uh, picture taking beforehand at the Amway Grand, no problem. No, no price too high. No winter coats. All right. I guess coats aren't cool. They they probably do have them, but you know how kids are. No way, man. We're not wearing a coat. Uh, I parked the car. Photographer taking pictures. And uh, one of uh, the dads and the mom uh, met the group there. And I say, hey, I'm I'm driving these. Uh, I'm driving the kids. And he goes, oh, great. Uh, it's, it's young, young dad. And uh, it's small talk, small talk. And then he goes, you know, your voice sounds familiar. And right away, I'm like, oh, sweet. getting uh, <laughs> Still got it. Still got it getting recognized. Getting recognized. And uh, he recognized me. He recognized me from the uh, hockey games. He goes, are you the guy that does the hockey games? And I go, Yeah. Yeah, that that is me. No, he goes. He goes. You you sound familiar. You sound just like the guy from the hockey games. I go. Well, that's me. He goes. It is. I go. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure. And he goes. Tell me about how you got fired. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. No, I wasn't quite that abrupt. He was really nice, and um, but this has been, you know, let me just say. Getting recognized is awesome. I have never, ever shied away from that. I love it. That's fucking great. You know, I love talking to people. And if you can do what I do in whatever, if it was back on the radio or the fucking hockey game or make, you know, on the podcast, make people laugh, make people smile. And they remember that. That's what this is all about. So I am never, ever shy about interacting with people. I, it's great. And, uh, he actually asked that and that was my answer i go it's when no one recognizes is when you have to realize you have a problem that's why you have to you know you got to keep uh mixing it up 
And he was one of these, well, I always loved you on the show and you were the guy that did mix it up. And I, I can't, I always, I thought it was bullshit how they let you go. And I go, ah, well, whatever, you know, that was a long time ago. And I mean, this guy has no idea that I've done a podcast and that has been, you know, the, uh, the big struggle. I don't really have a, a ton of ways to, to get people to find out about it, you know, throw up a billboard, uh, put it on Facebook, hope that somebody finds out about it. You know, the, the large number of people still have no idea that I've even, that I've even been doing this, but you know, honestly, it's better that someone find out about it now, because if they had a lot of people, when they find out about the podcast or when they, if they listen to the podcast, especially early on, when I had that deer in the headlights look for the first, however long it was, but I don't know what the fuck I was doing here. Oh my God. You know, I could totally see why someone would be like, well, he obviously doesn't have the chops to do a show on his own. And, and some would argue that I still don't, but, uh, you know, I would like to think that I've uh, developed a bit of acumen doing this, uh, for as long as I have, but it was, it was a nice interaction. And uh, he goes, so what, what do you talk about? I mean, I, and that, that's a lot of, that's the question I get. I go, well, I don't know, man. I, it's kind of like uh, a lot like the radio station, except no one to talk to. And uh, I describe it as news, nonsense, my personal adventures. I said, I'm probably going to talk about this interaction right here because you are. Go, yeah, why not? You know, what the fuck? This guy, what he does for a living, he finds oil and gas. And he like, uh, they explore land and and drill holes in the ground and try to find strike it rich. He's a, he's, I drink your milkshake. What a great movie. What's his name again? Lee Harvey Oswald, Thomas Hayden church. It's got three names. Uh, my God, Billy Bob Thornton milkshake. And then he beats the fuck out of him with a bowling pin. Thomas Hayden Church. No. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. That's the guy. Yes, I knew I would get that one. I knew it. It was right there. Oh, God, was that a great movie. There will be blood. You know, um, uh, Daniel Day Lewis was a, in that film in particular, did the old method acting, which means. Uh, like he gets the part and he immediately like becomes the character and like on the set, even they go cut. He's still going milkshake. I drink your milkshake. He's still doing it. So that's weird. Uh, that is an odd, odd thing. Who? Oh God. That what a fatiguing, exhausting thing that is. How stupid is that? You got to stay in the character. Shut up. That is so dumb. Come on. Yeah, I can't do this part unless I'm constantly acting like this. I, I don't buy that at all. I think it's just an opportunity to act like an asshole, even when the uh, cameras aren't rolling. Okay. Um. Where was I? Okay, limo works. That was fun. It was actually a good trip. Um, drop the kids off, off they go. There you go. The dance goes on. Everybody's happy. Yada, yada, yada. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures, as I indicated from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio.
Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. And it is not going to be long at all until we can get back to going up north. I haven't been up there since like October. How many months is that? November, December, January, February, March. Sick half a year. God, there's going to be so many mice in there. Shit. Uh, this was that weekend that we spring forward. And, um, hang on. You know, I think uh, outside of losing the hour of sleep, frankly, I love it. I love that we are now officially really starting to get our stride. And it's all about the length of the day to me denotes warmer temperatures. When you live in a cold weather state like this, this is huge. And so it's something to look forward to. Now, every single year, every year, there's, and uh, this room is now, I just need you to know, full of dog fart. Um, there is a abundance of it in my nose and in my mouth. It is, it's just covering me, the amount of dog fart in here right now. You know, if you guys are going to do that, and I, I can't pinpoint who it is, I, I would guess it's Daisy. But I, if this becomes a problem, you can just leave, you know? It's bad enough I have to clean up after Uncle Kevy. Um. No, I, I, I love spring forward and I, um, I think so now I guess we're in daylight savings time, right? Yeah. So like when I schedule something, I have to write EDT after it as opposed to EST Eastern standard time. Okay. Sun now sets. I don't know, about 750 by the end of the month. This is great. I love this. And then every, t okay, like clockwork. Lawmakers say we must end this. People are dying. And um, it, 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 it results in suicides and uh, uh, bankruptcy. And um, there is a higher incidence of cancer and auto accidents. This is what the, this is honest. They actually claim this. And they they give you and these statistics by the US so and so so and so. And it's like and it's all a big lie. I don't know why. I think it became just a, a news story, but none of that is true. It is all a myth that uh, that there are uh, uh, terrible deadly things that happen because the clocks spring forward. And they're like, oh, it's a complete, it's, it was, it was antiquated. There, there's no reason to do it. I just gave you a reason to do it. I like that it's 10 o'clock and it's still broad daylight out. I'm a fan of that. So shut up. For that reason alone, it needs to stay here. I love this time of year. And as it, and it's, it bums me out when we have to fall back because then it's like, Oh, God, it, 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 the sun sets at noon. It's a shit show. And I, the whole process starts all over again. 
No dog incidents over the weekend here. Uh, after the big one with Bruce, you heard me talk about it on the podcast uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, Bruce has been on the leash the whole time. Um, that's going to change, though, because you know I will uh, be lulled into complacency that he is not going to run away. He will run away again. You guys should get like a clock um, or like make bets as to when the next incident when Bruce will run away. And I'll tell you, you need to have that running for Facebook incidents um, and dog running away incidents. Um, holy crap. Facebook. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I kind of have really pulled back. I only utilize, like I said, I, I, I will post on there. Uh, no comments. No comments. Someone says something terrible to me about a uh, post that I make. I cannot engage them. Even if I agree with them, I can't say anything because that's where I screw myself. It's never good. Um, Griffin's game Friday. Wow. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, ridiculous things happened. They won the game six to one. And, uh, and they won last night, too. They won in overtime on the road against a team that has just murdered them for the past year. The Chicago Wolves, who are like the best team in the league. But anyway, this moment in particular stands out. There's a guy for the Cleveland Monsters, dumbest nickname in sports, who, not the biggest guy, but just knows how to fight. Uh, his name is Brett Gallant. And um, him and his brother are known to do this. This is pretty much what they're known for is fighting. Well, the monsters get called for a bench minor penalty, uh, pe uh, bench minor penalty for too many men on the ice. Someone has to serve the two minutes in the box. It's Brett Gallant. He's, and I, over the years, talked to him a lot. He skates in and I go, hey, Brett, how are you? He goes, not bad. I goes, still beating people up? He goes, nope. The game has changed. I go, okay, good. I go, how about your brother? He goes, he's still beating people up, but he's not as smart as I am. I go, oh, you're the brainy hockey player. And he goes, that's right. I go, okay. So the time expires. The two minutes is done. The door opens. He skates out. And number 21 for the Griffins, a guy by the name of Dennis Jan, levels them. Open ice, embarrassing, uh, uh, gloves go flying, stick goes flying, head goes back. He goes flying. Okay? Again, this is... Uh, uh, he's He just got done telling me. He doesn't fight anymore. And the game has changed. This is what happened right after that. This is great. What did you say, Case? If I recall, two goals, 19 games. Traffic and Gallant went down. Now he dropped the glove. Went right after him. He was right after wow. Jan, and he's throwing punches. <laughs> you know, it's... I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that is sweet. 
Oh, no, I don't do that anymore. So he ended up getting, uh, they, he got two minutes for the instigation, five minutes for the fight, and 10-minute misconduct. Uh, so that was incredible. And he, he gets into the box, and he's just sitting there not saying a word. And I'm like, he was embarrassed, and I don't want to say shit either. Uh, so, but I want, when, when, when it happened, I, I was kind of like, oh man, I'm going to bust his balls. I'm going to say something the second he gets in here. And then I saw the look on his face and I said, you know, I better not, I better just keep my mouth shut. And I think that was a, a prudent move because you know, that would have been, that could very well have, uh, have been, have been ugly. All right. Show is available on Twitch each and every day, Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Thank you so much for being here. If you're listening to the audio podcast later on, uh, check it out on Twitch or at least follow me there. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live subscribe. If you've got Amazon prime for free, just sign up on the, uh, where the big red little button there. I just said big red, little button. The red button is there. Click on that and sign up for free. Uh, subscribe to my channel. It's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, let me see if I need to uh, ban anybody. I just banned uh, uh, a bot, I guess I should say. Sometimes those bots come in there. Uh, I, I, I got to make um, my pal Adam the Odd, the guy who swings the ban hammer. What do, what do they call him? A mod? I don't know. Fucking A. I'll figure that shit out sometime probably in the next year. But anyway, uh, all right. And then I'm on Facebook, uh, currently not banned. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Also brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, NEV. Follow me on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show. I like to think I'm a fun follow on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then on YouTube, the almighty YouTube. Uh, search Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Follow the channel. Uh, bell notification, thumbs up, all that stuff. I think I've got my uh, sciatica in con- uh, under control. I know it sounds like an old man thing to talk about, but that pain has just been killing me. And I think it was suggested to me to um, roll it out like I used to on a softball or a baseball. And I went, oh, yeah, I did used to do that. And it did help me. And uh, I don't know why I forgot, but I started doing that. And I think I've turned the corner on this thing. This is huge because this thing hurts so damn bad. The suggestion about, hey, yeah, you really needed somebody to get into the meat of the back of your leg. And so that's the way you do it. And uh, then at the hockey game, I said to uh, one of the off-ice officials, hey, I need a puck. They gave me a puck and I set it on its side and balanced on it and and rolled on it while I was in front of 10,000 people. People are like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm rolling out my sciatic nerve. Oh, God, did that hurt. It hurt so good, though. I'm not kidding you. Life-changing. All right. Also at the hockey game, this happened. I'm uh, there in my spot between the penalty boxes. And um, 
Josie, the timekeeper, she goes, hey, there's some there's some crazy lady trying to get your attention. And she's on the other side of the glass, a fan. And she's looking at me and waving and pointing to her phone. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. And then now the person who I'm looking at, they can't hear me. But I, I wave and I say out loud so the other people in the booth can hear me. I don't know who the fuck that is. And they all get a big laugh. And, and she kind of like, uh, she's acting like I know her. So she's still standing there. Like a minute passes. And they go, she's still there. And she's like, Stan-, you know, it's awkward. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who is this? I don't, I don't think I've had sex with her or anything. And uh, I'm like looking at her. And, and then I, I figure out that this lady wants me to look at my phone. And uh, there I have a text. And it's from a number that is not saved in my phone. And um, I read it quickly. And it didn't register as to who it was. And so I read it and then I, I looked back at her and then I, I, and then I read it again. I went, Holy shit. That is my cousin who I haven't seen since I was like 10 years old or so. I thought that's my cousin, Jennifer. I go, and I'm like, Oh my God. So I immediately write back and I go, Holy shit, Jennifer. It's so good to see you. I will meet you. And I give her like direction of where I'm going to meet her after the game. She's in town. She lives in, in the Detroit area or closer to like Lake Huron. And, uh, so that was cool. You know, um, shocking, shocking. So now in my mind, I haven't laid eyes on her since I was a small boy. And, uh, of course this happened, this next part. I text, I go, I haven't seen you since I was 10. And she goes, uh, no, no, no. I was uh, at your at, at World Book Jim's house, your brother's, uh, just a few years ago with my mom. We hung out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Of course. Of course. We did. I don't remember that shit. She goes, yeah. And then I was... Uh, uh, at your mom and Wally's wedding, and I was at uh, your wedding, and I was at uh, your brother Jim's. I was at Paul's wedding. So apparently, I see this chick every week, my cousin, and and uh, oh God, like that's as bad as when I went to um, California uh, for kidney testing, and I went over to uh, more cousins' house. Uh, I have a whole set of cousins that live out there, and. I went to my cousin Julie's house and her sisters and brother were all there. And uh, my one cousin, Patty, I sat next to her. I go, Patty, oh my God, I haven't seen you since I visited here when I was seven years old. Same exact fucking thing. She goes, nah, I was that, that was, I, I came to Michigan with my whole family. We had a cookout. I went, oh, shit. God. What? And then she shows me a picture. <laughs> she actually had a picture a family picture that we took with my mom and Wally over at my brother's house. And I'm standing next to her with my arm around like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool. No idea. No clue whatsoever. Shit. Why do I do this to myself? Why do I talk? I mean, I could very easily sidestep this. If I just said, how long's it been? But no, I get like ultra specific. Oh, I haven't seen you since I was one. 
she wanders over to the Zamboni entrance. I, I see her. I say hi. She's in town for the weekend for a hockey tournament. She's got a young son. I gave him a puck. Give him a puck. Met her husband. Nice guy. Jackie was there. Good. Jackie, this is... How does that even work? Because that, that's my cousin. So Jackie and her would be second cousins. And then she has a, a son that would also be a cousin to me and Jackie. And then I, I don't know how it works. I hear about first cousin, second cousin. I hear the term once removed. And I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But we're all related in some way, shape, or form. So there you go. Got to see my cousin. Put my foot in my mouth. It was a good time. Was a good time. Uh, more family news to update you on concerning uh, things going on within this household. All right. Uh, the NFK. Now, it was one week ago that I told you about the temper tantrum that he had because um, I had to, we had to put on a pair of blue jeans because the sweatpants were filthy. You know, he wore them. He wears no underwear uh, for three days. And he said, oh, yeah, these are fine. I'll just wear these. And I said, no, we're not going to wear those. We're going to wash them. But these are fine. I go, they're not. And he got pissed off at me and he brought it up again. And I, I waited and I go, I need to explain something to you. They smell. I can smell them. Your pants are filthy. Especially because you don't wear underwear. Your asshole is touching them. And your stinky balls. Okay? So that's why we're washing them. So you're going to put on your pants. Okay. Saturday's walking around in a pair of blue jeans. And he says to his sister, I am glad to be out of those sweatpants. Boy, I I mean, seriously, there's no reason why I should be walking around. It's, I'm like, what the fuck? Huh? How does your brain function? Okay. Um, now... One of the things that I think is happening within this household and the NFK is the uh, closeness that I work with him when it comes to like uh, uh, cleaning him and bathing him and helping him with his personal stuff is um, I'm breaking down walls of awkwardness. Before, I didn't like having to tell him to clean up after himself and that's becoming a more regular thing. And so what I've preached is yeah, you know, dude, just uh, be cognizant of the mess you make and clean it up because people should not have to clean up your messes. And the only way that, had I known that um, I would have an easier time doing this just because I'm washing his balls for him and his asshole, I would have done this a while ago. But, you know, here we have to. And by the way, he could be taking a shower by himself now. He could. But um, he's used to me doing it now. And frankly, he gets cleaner when I clean him. I mean, I clean everything. He is clean as shit. Like if he decided to, like, let's say one of you fell in love with him. One of you ladies or gentlemen fell in love with him and wanted to have sex with him. You, he would be clean. You would have a clean ball sack to put in your mouth. Um, so there's that. Um, 
And I've made it very clear to him. I go, Kevin, if you take a dump, it's very important that you lift the seat and see. I've heard how explosive the Ham's beer shit cannon fires. And it it's so concussive. Um, the, in, uh, what do you call it? The underside looks like a Ukrainian apartment complex. And we just can't have that, okay? And, uh, by the way, those fucking Russians. More on that in a little bit. My God, yeah. Top target. Yeah, we're going to go after orphanage, uh, maternity ward, hospital, old folks home. And, uh, yeah, that. forget, like, uh, you know, where they build weapons. Let's go after where the innocent people are. Fuck me. Saturday, uh, I go in the bathroom and the seat is down. Now, if the seat is down, I know he's not looked. He's not examined it. He doesn't look. So we are one day closer to putting signs up now. And so uh, I, I lift it up and it's it's a disaster. I go to dad. I go, here you go. I'm out. So she cleans it. and uh, He's like, well, why does she have to clean it? Well, look, I wash the asshole okay the the work is distributed appropriately don't worry about it i go here you go i got a surprise for you and it's 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 uh it's still fresh you know so i i lift the seat up and immediately the the these brown uh uh, uh drips start streaking down it it's like oh my god what the fuck thank god we found it now it's easier to clean we'd have to get this the fucking putty knife out I go, Kevin, the toilet's a mess. Your sister's cleaning it. Um, if you could just take a look when you get done going to the bathroom. And he's like, what? he goes, no shit. I go, no, no, th- there's a lot of shit. So, and then he gets up and he, he can't believe it. He goes, where? I said, what, what do you mean where? What do you think it is? In the microwave, you fucking idiot. It's in. It's on, on the other side of the fucking toilet. So I got to spell it out for him. Um. And so there's that. Now, um, in general, I've had it. And now I'm starting to amp it up on the things I'm saying. I'm getting a little bit more emboldened. I've been a process, and I, I actually feel good about it. Um, I've made it very, I talked to you about how, uh, look, dude, the hot pocket. You put it on a plate, and then you're preparing it. Well, um, he stopped doing that again. He now just puts the hot pocket back on the fucking counter. And then the salt winds up all over my range top. So I cleaned it on Saturday and then Sunday happens and he's, he's back. It, it's a mess again. There's salt all over this black range top and it looks like shit. I'm like, what the fuck dude? So I go, Kevin, how many times actually said, I go, how many times do we have to have this conversation? He goes, Oh, oh, oh I, I forgot. I go, eh, you're just, you're just not, I mean, seriously, this is, this is not, this is not okay because I just cleaned it and I shouldn't have to clean up after you. I go, so from now on, you have to prepare all your food actually over the sink. If you're going to be putting salt on things, put it on a plate. And now you have to do it over the sink. If you don't do it over the sink, then you're going to make a mess. So you need to do that. for me. Would you do that for me, please? I'm not yelling at him. I'm not calling them names. I'm just very sternly saying, yeah, this is not okay. I am not going to be cleaning up the, the mess you make when you prepare food. This is not, not fair in any way. So you need to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I go, ah, eh, don't apologize. 
I mean, because we've been through this for going on two years now. Just do it. That's all you got to worry about. Just do it. Fuck. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now. If this doesn't happen, I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to say, look, buddy, I am now putting signs up. I'm going to actually make signs by hand and write in a Sharpie. All food. I'm going to, there are going to be reminders everywhere that when company comes over, over, I'm going to have to take the signs down to avoid the embarrassment. I'm going to put a sign in the bathroom. I sound like Alec Baldwin talking to his daughter. I'm going to come over there and I'm going to tell you what's going on. You're a rude, thoughtless little pig. I'm going to put a sign by the uh, door handle in the bathroom. It says, lift up seat and check for shit bomb. Just to remind this fucker, dude, we cannot do this anymore. No more. No fucking more. I've had it. You know? Hmm. So, it's kind of like uh, dominating the weekend. But I think we're getting somewhere with that. Wonderful birthday party for the Queen of the Forest yesterday. Uh, six steaks. Everybody got a New York strip. I tell you what. Talk about um, uh, inflation and things like that. I mean, I get it. But um, we haven't eaten out. Or at least I haven't. I very, very rarely spend any money on eating out. That makes it when you buy six steaks at Bob's Butcher Shop. And it's 73 bucks, which actually isn't that bad. Um, it's like no big deal. We had a birthday party for 100 bucks. Uh, Devil's Food Cake, Duncan Hines with the frosting. I baked the cake. If I knew you were coming out of baked a cake, I baked a cake for my wife. I frosted it, sprinkles, put a 55 on it. We uh, opened up the presents, the whole, the whole nine yards. It was awesome. 100 bucks for a birthday party. Are you kidding me? So six people eat steak. Uh, I I uh, had broccoli and carrot medley I make. Uh, I made and I had some uh, 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 diced potatoes that I had uh, fried that were just golden brown. It was awesome. And you know what? I found this um, uh, for the steak. All I did for these steaks was um, dry seasoned and... This was incredible. The best steak seasoning recipe is what it's described as. And it's a ton of different things all blended together. You won't believe this. I'll share this with you. Sea salt, brown sugar, smoked paprika, ground ancho chili pepper, dried thyme, ground black pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, ground mustard, and cumin, Anthony cumin, all mixed together. Whisk it all up. You got to uh, bust up the um, uh, brown sugar because, you know, it always has that, like, it stays, like, in clumps. And then there you go, man. Both sides all around the steak, season the hell out of it. And then, oh, my God, just insane. Make sure, do, do not put that steak on the grill when it's ice cold. Keep it out of the fridge for like 45 minutes or at least a half hour. Okay. Cook it up. Medium. Let it rest. You're going to let it rest. Awesome. Big success. 
Success. And uh, happy birthday to Pooh Bear. Installed her uh, WeatherTech floor mats. Those things are the shit. Oh my God, are they great. So awesome. Okay, folks. I am on Patreon. When this show is done, I've got more po- uh, podcasting, more podcasting, more podcasting on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thank you to Matt H. for signing up for uh, Tier 1 for a year. He signed up for a year, saved himself 10, 10% on the cost of a year. You can do that at any time. Five or ten bucks, uh, bucks a month, I suggest you just try it out. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, the most recent thing I put up there. Ben, um, fucking Jesus. We had poor Saul on there, and Ben made a comment that... Um, I think it offended Saul. I I don't think Ben, I, in fact, I know Ben did not mean to do it, but Saul's like super sensitive and it kind of, yes, it was funny, but he did, Saul did not find it funny. I think it hurt his feelings. I, I posted it on the um, preview. Anyway, full show, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Hang on a second. All right, the open of this show brought to you by Tag Accounting, 616-301-9516. You've still got time to get your taxes done by Tag Accounting, 616-301-9516. You know, it's going to set you back 100 bucks or so. And, uh, but it's the best. It's absolutely incredible. You can uh, take advantage of this no matter where you are. If you're dreading, uh, doing your taxes, my God, do it with the tax hobbit. He will take care of you. Call him at 616-301-9516. PJ or Christina will pick up the phone and will guide you through everything you need to do to make this um, possible. You're going to end up uploading all your, uh, materials, all your, uh, documents and stuff via their online portal. And, uh, your taxes will be done. If you're, uh, yeah, I guess you can do it in person. If you're in West Michigan, that's the way I do it, but, uh, you don't have to, but uh, some of you actually want to see the tax hobbit and get a picture with them, maybe have them autograph your breasts or something like that. 616-301-9516. Eric, what are you doing? I'm stretching out my sciatica. Ah, feels so good. I don't want to sit on a ball while I'm doing this, doing the show, because I think that might damage my very expensive chair that Julie got me, Julie and her husband, uh, Julie M. And so I don't want to do that. This is a, a terrific chair, and I don't want to damage it. Uh, t- tonight at 6 p.m., Okay, okay, so I will be going out to eat tonight at Bosco's Pub. And that's awesome because I love getting together with you guys. Uh, word on the street is, according to SFD, that there will, be, there will be 20 to 25 of you at Bosco's Pub. So that's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you again uh, on Hudson in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. We've got a 6 p.m. start at Bosco's Pub. Come see me. Hang out. It's going to be great. Well, 
hanging out with each other. That's that's the point of all this. And if you're like new to this and you've not done that, don't be shy. We want new people showing up to be part of the group. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for being uh, a key or the backbone of the show who stuck with me through everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Tank, Frank the Tank Foss. My policy shop insurance. Okay, so Frank's coming in hot. Uh, every week I need more people. I need more people. It's like, dude, it's going to happen. Don't worry. I keep telling you folks that if you have someone in your life who's 65 or older, maybe perhaps already involved with the Medicare system or is about to turn 65 and will be utilizing Medicare, uh, it's important that they don't go it alone. Frank, the tank fuss. Stand by. Yeah. I'm stand. It's like a yoga pose. Stop. There it is. Frank the Tank Fuss will help you with everything. 616-914-4070. Licensed independent insurance agent slash broker and a Medicare Advantage plan expert. Um, doing Taking, going through the uh, steps in the Medicare system on your own is tricky business. And, you know, you want to make sure you do the right thing because if you sign up for the wrong insurance, you might be paying more than you have to and getting less. A lot of people are like, ah, well, Medicare, isn't that free? Isn't that? No, no, no. You pay some of it. The government pays for a good portion of it, but you do pay for some. And um, there are steps you can take to make sure that you're getting the right plan for you for your insurance uh if you're 65 or older i always marvel at the fact that we have that in this country the medicare system the fact that you can go ahead and get insurance um and it's all set up for you like that um and it's actually very very good insurance typically uh through the medicare uh system i mean you think about all that we have here in the U.S. and how much we take for granted. My God. Um, I was at Family Fair, the grocery store, the other day. And um, uh, for, I was filling out one of those, you know, how you have the card to get, like, the extra savings. Well, I had lost mine, so I was getting a new one. I'm filling it out. I'm at the customer service desk. And we're kind of waiting for the computer to catch up to what the lady wanted it to do. So she strikes up a conversation with me. It's like the store manager. She goes, can you imagine 
being in a store like this in Ukraine and then like a bomb goes off. We we really have it great here. I go, you know, you're right. Um, I, I no, I can't imagine that. Um, but and I'll talk about this a little bit more later on. I go, I, I think that there's always a possibility that we could have that one day. She's like, what do you mean? And I go, well, I, I kind of got into it with her and I probably, I mean, not in a bad way. Uh, and I probably shouldn't have because I think I worried her. More on that in a second. Well, in a bit. All right. Um, the basketball tournament brackets. It's time to do this shit again. And one thing is clear. No one knows what the fuck they're talking about. No one. Uh, th- this year is, is uh, it's, I mean, last year where they played in a bubble. The year before, there was no tournament. This year, it's like back with a vengeance. And um, I've got two things for you to fill out. I'll give you a link right now for one, and then I'll include it in the show notes. So this is for the people that are watching live on Twitch. This is my Eric Zane show podcast, Eric, uh, tournament challenge through ESPN. Please fill that one out. I will. And we can compete against each other. You may have an, uh, an account from last year or the year before. In fact, Rob G blue Spirit Rob was the one who sent this to me. I wouldn't even have known it was there. Because I forget. I can't even remember the last time I see my cousins. So, uh, and then I have one more for you to fill out. A second bracket. And this is with huge Bill Simonson. This one, you can actually win money. There's a $1,000 grand prize in this. Uh, The huge show. He has a uh, client. Bean Garter, and they um, provide a prize. And and you can see how badly you are kicking Bill's ass. So you click here where it says register, and then uh, you click on this after the first round of games on Thursday, and you will see Bill in last place. So register, make your picks, look at how miserable Bill's doing, and then you got this one. This is the ESPN one. Uh, Eric Zane Show podcast. There you go. So only three days until the tournament begins. Create a bracket now. Looks like Rob's already got more than one thing. Blue State Rob one. Excellent. So uh, go ahead there, fill it out, and off you go. Um, n- uh, again, no one has any idea what they're doing here. I'm just going to randomly pick teams. Um, I mean, if you're getting like a 2 versus a 14 or a 1 versus a 15, I don't even know what the fuck the rank here. 1, 16. Is it 1, one versus 16? 2 versus 15? 3 versus 14? Um, fill one of these things out. Okay. You could win a prize. You could win $1,000 from Bean Garter. So that's cool. I told Bill I would talk about it. Great fun. Great, great fun. Just to follow along. 
And the, the person who always wins is the person who doesn't pay any attention to any of this. And that's kind of me. I have, by default, followed a little bit, but not really. So uh, that just happened. I guess Michigan State, they take on Davidson, I think. And uh, Davidson has a player on their team that used to play for Michigan State. I think Michigan State goes into this a seven seed. Davidson a 10 seed. They'll probably lose because the Spartans have been inconsistent and shitty all year. Michigan, even worse. Uh, They're playing, I think, Colorado State, and they're an underdog in that game. They will no doubt lose. You know, people who sit there and like, yeah, we got in. It's like your team's going to lose in the first round. I mean, I, I know there's upsets all the time, but these two teams will not upset anybody. They both suck. A couple more sports things. Tom Brady has unretired from the NFL. God, I kind of don't want to roll my eyes, but I'm starting to roll my eyes. Oh, God. Returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, a lot of people were like, yeah, if he, he's going to go play for this team, going to go. I don't. Yeah, I was like, I thought he, um, I thought there was only one team he could play for. Like he would have to get, like if he wanted to play for San Francisco, Tampa would have to say, yeah, that's okay. But I don't think they had any intention of doing that. Um, so whatever. But he says, yep, that's it. So he was retired for six weeks. He will uh, play his 23rd season in the NFL. Tom Brady said he has unfinished business. Do you? I kind of like, come on, man. I I, I don't, um, I think he must be an alien to have that type of drive, especially after six weeks of being retired. He obviously didn't work at being retired because I, I, I think that if you are a person like him who for this long of uh, time has been um, focused on, on, you know, football, I think there's a learning curve to being retired. Like you actually have to get into a groove and I don't think he worked at it. I think he did six weeks of like, oh boy, I don't know, feeling uncomfortable because he was retired. And I think that that has to do with the um, what goes on mentally with these with these athletes, especially someone like him who is a peak performer for that amount of time. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field. Translation, I did not try to retire. I kind of just, you know, had one foot in the pool the whole time. If you're going to retire... You need to, um, like, leave the United States completely and go off on, like, uh, a walkabout down under or something like that. I don't know. Go big game hunting. Live off the grid for, like, five years. That's the only way to retire. And then um, cut yourself off from any, any life that you used to live. And how exciting I think that would be if you did that. But these guys are crazy. So instead, he would rather 
eat like this lunatic alien that he is. And, you know, look at this. In this picture right here, this this is incredibly sad to me. Here, um, when he retired, he showed, um, okay, it says here, these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. No, you don't. You don't love your family. There's no way you love your family. Okay? Because if you loved your family, how can you be away from this ass for that amount of time? You know, if I were him, I would retire and just put my mouth right between that ass. Okay? And yeah, it's a little weird that I'm saying that with these kids, but just kind of like pretend the kids aren't here. You sick fuck. He would rather be on the football field with a bunch of sweaty, ugly men than not than have his mouth in between that ass right there. Eating that ass. Oh my God. This is clearly a brain damaged man. He's taken one too many hits to the head. What the fuck is wrong with you? I choose this over this. This is sickening in my opinion. Ugh. Just go retire. I've had it with Tom Brady. I want to move on from Tom Brady. But no. We got to endure more of Brady. I love him. I love Brady when he plays. But come on, man. Go get fat. Because there's all there's already huge ramifications and problems and you're affecting people's lives. Um some poor sick fuck scraped up every dime he had. All right? And Tom Brady's last touchdown uh, pass amazingly was being auctioned yesterday. And some dude scraped up. He sold his house, uh, uh, cashed in his 401k. He wanted the football. He wanted the last ball. And it was being auctioned off because he, uh, Brady, um, he like uh, threw it into the crowd, and they ended up getting the ball back. And now they're it's uh, it's up for auction. Some and uh, so some some person and this I swear to God this happened minutes before fuckhead Brady came out of retirement. Uh, auction off is the last touchdown pass by the goat, and uh, we're opening up the bidding at a hundred thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? A hundred thousand dollars. This poor this poor guy's like, oh fuck, oh, shit. All right, I, I want it. And the bidding gets up to $518,628. It was a 55-yard touchdown pass uh, from Brady to Mike Evans in the uh, 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 Buccaneers' loss to the Rams in the NFC Divisional Round on January 23rd. 23 different bids were made. And um, some dude got it for that amount, $518,628. One hour passed. One. And then this fuck Brady comes out of retirement. That ball is now worthless. It is not worth. It's worth the cost of the ball. It is any other ball. 
The only way that this ball will be worth anything is if Brady goes back into retirement or if he doesn't throw one touchdown pass in this uh, upcoming football year. If I'm the guy, you hire a hitman and you have him killed and you should do it on the field so that people know that you mean business or not. Maybe not. Maybe you could do it while he's training or eating like a madman or whatever it is that he does to be so great. But this man must murder Tom Brady now. And I, I, I support that. I think that this is a, a power move to have Tom Brady killed. I know I'd want to. You just spent your last dime and Tom Brady a fucking comes out of retirement. He should be eating ass on that hot wife. Instead, now he's going to go back into being a football player. And now this guy is out $518,000. The very least, Tom Brady should give that guy his money back. Okay? That is the right thing to do. This is all Tom Brady's fault. And this is just the beginning of it. We now must hate Tom Brady. We need to pray for terrible things to happen to him because the man is wrecking lives and he's only been retired for a handful of hours. Okay? Time has marched on. You need to retire. Get in that ass, Tom, and uh, make it so this guy can not have a worthless football. How awful. Jesus. When they auctioned it off, they said, Tom Brady is the GOAT. And his final NFL touchdown pass uh, is uh, is one for the ages. The director of acquisitions at uh, Leland's auction site facilitated the sale and said it's incredibly ironic that both his first and last ever touchdown pass footballs were tossed into the stands. A lucky person in the crowd who caught Brady's final career TD pass ball would be in for a million-plus-dollar payday if they put it up for auction. Uh, the first ever touchdown ball went for $428,000. Final ball goes for what I already told you, and some poor dude has it, and it is worth nothing. Oh, my gosh. Tom Brady is the pariah of the NFL, and uh, he needs to retire. What an awful, awful story. He has ruined this man's life. Holy shit. Hang on. One more thing from the sports world I want to get to. Hello. <laughs> um, have you been following the story about a uh, Brittany Grind Grinder? Is that her name? Brittany Grinder? Brittany Griner. Here she is. I think she's like seven foot tall. She's a freak. Great basketball player. Well, she's in a Russian prison right now. This is a this is a little weird to me. I guess my question is, Brittany Griner, what a dumb, what an idiotic thing to do. What a stupid, stupid thing. She's playing in Russia in a league there, making a, making, you know, they, uh, she jumps from league to league. Uh, lady basketball players don't make nearly the same amount as, uh, as, as much as men. So they play like several seasons and play like the WNBA. They play a season and 
Like, yeah. In the WNBA offseason, play a 30-game season in Russia, make some cash. So she's doing that. And, uh, you know, the whole Ukraine thing going down, she's like, ah, boy, we got to get out of here. So, uh, and then, you know, there's all sorts of, like, uh, um, saber rattling in the U.S. And, you know, this is a very fucked up time we are in. This is a this is a horrible time that we are in. And talk about not reading the room. Brittany Griner uh, puts well what is results in uh, in Russia is is a is a is a crime to have what she had cannabis oil in her luggage. I guess she's she vapes that shit or whatever. Um, and they searched her luggage as she was getting on the plane or getting going through like the uh, check-in process as she's trying to leave Russia. And they go, well, wait, what is this? They go, ah, now that I just vape. No, this is, this is, uh, these are narcotics. We can't, you, you can't have these. This is illegal in mother, mother Russia. So they're loving this. The Russians are like, this is great. Um, so she's arrested. And I guess my question is how dumb do you have to be? You know, I mean, uh, is it, is it that important to risk being uh, thrown in the gulag? You idiot. And this is not good. This is terrible. Uh, two time U S Olympic basketball gold medalist, Brittany Griner has been held in Russia for three weeks without any official government access to her said U S representative Colin, uh, Allred, adding that that was unusual and extremely concerning. Um, I mean, here we are on the brink of war. Uh, Eric's building a fallout shelter and Bristy, uh, Bristy, Brittany Griner's in a gulag. Uh, cannabis oil in her luggage accused of uh, smuggling significant amounts of a narcotic substance and offense punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Like here in the U.S., we're like, ah, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Here, we'll smoke it with you. Um, they don't even know where she is. The U.S. Embassy has requested uh, access to her, but Russia says, nah. Um, the representative Allred acknowledged that Russia's invasion of Ukraine looms over the entire issue of getting her back to the U.S. For Britney's sake, we don't want her to become a part of this kind of political battle that's going on. Well, I say too late. I, I would say she is part of it. We want to make sure that her rights are respected and that we're able to get access to her and that she can get through the process and get home as quick. Yeah, I, I'm sure Russia is going to be quick to give Brittany Griner up, you know, considering where we are. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't be helping Ukraine. We should be helping Ukraine. But uh, in my opinion, there is no way in hell she is getting out of there. This is Brittany Griner's fault. What a fucking idiot. What kind of stupid idiot do you have to be when you've got a conflict going on in the world, you're forced to leave the country, and you load up your suitcase with narcotics, you idiot? The U.S. State Department has been working very diligently on Griner's case. We've been in close touch with those around her, providing all forms of appropriate support. Uh, yeah. The U.S. is just saying that. They're they're not even helping her. They're like, ah, whatever. Um, My God. Let's see. 
Uh, also being noted, Russia has very, very, very strict LGBT rules and laws. And since she is a WNBA player, um, one of the rules of the WNBA is you have to be a lesbian. You are not allowed to play in the league unless you are a lesbian. That is a fact. Actually, I don't even know that. That might not be true. Um, Russia has passed LGBTQ-related uh, legislation and outlawed the propaganda of non-traditional, non-traditional sexual relations around minors. That's how they word it. In an Instagram post, Griner's wife described the agony of waiting. People say, stay busy. Yet there's not a task in this world that could keep any of us from worrying about you. My heart, our hearts are all skipping beats every day that goes by. Sherelle Griner posted on Monday. Also, Brittany, I cannot believe you were so stupid to put cannabis oil in your luggage. Uh, Sherelle Griner may have said at some point. There are no words to express this pain. I'm hurting that you were so dumb in your travel. Sherelle Griner might have concluded. Speaking of um, LGBTQ+, I have news. I have some news. Um, Do you all remember... um, what was her name again? God dang it. Aaron. Her name is Aaron. Uh, and she is the lady that is in the funny girls. Now I have been at war with this bitch for the longest time. Okay. This all stems from, she came to the radio station one time and we had a great time doing improv in the radio station. The second time we were at a live show at the, uh, American Legion or the VFW or whatever the fuck it was. And, uh, the folks from celebration cinema brought her and I didn't know she was coming, but I, I saw they were there. I go, Oh, there's uh so-and-so and, and Aaron, they must be celebration must be promoting another funny girls event. I go, Oh, well they're funny. I mean, I, I had no problem with them. Well, well, we were doing our thing, Ben and I, and, uh, the content that we were talking about, I didn't realize this. She was getting offended because, well, I guess for whatever reason it was offending her. So she, I didn't know this, but she sat next to us with a bad attitude and, uh, you know, I said, Hey, what's up? You know? And I, I thought it was cool. And, uh, um, she was not having any of it. So the jokes that we were making, um, she didn't like that. And then she ended up, uh, uh, like going out of her way to say like suck dick or something like that on the radio. And then we had to dump it and it was, Brett was taking a dump back of the radio station. So he couldn't dump it. So I think that was said on the radio. In fact, I know it was said. And my boss, he goes, hey, what the hell happened there? I go, I don't know, man. I think she just lost her mind. Well, she was super pissed. And uh, she then, I, I didn't think another thing of it. And I went home. And then later on that day, the folks said, uh, I got tipped off that she posted on Facebook all this crazy shit about me. And then you guys went and attacked her 
And then, so I talked to her for about an hour and I go, look, Hey, I don't want any trouble. Um, I don't, you know, seriously, let's figure this out. Well, um, I said, take down your post and I'll make sure that people lay low and I'll, I'll call, I'll help call off the dog. So I did. Well, months pass and she never took down the post. So then I, I let her have it again on the air and I took back everything that I said about her. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I basically said fucking fucker. If you want to rip her a new one and her stupid comedy troupe, I don't give a shit. So that happened. Um, she tried to get me fired. Nobody gives a shit. And uh, that was that. Fast forward to a year ago. I got into an argument with another com- comic who I'm now friends with now. I've repaired it. Uh, Mike Logan. And she threw an elbow from the back of the room. And she had nothing to do with her. She just was like third man in the ring. And so then I went after her and she announced to me, this was, this was what pissed her off. And now I swear to God, I'm late to the party. When people tell you, tell, were telling me what their pronouns were. I didn't even know what the fuck that meant, but she said my pro, I referred to her as she, and she goes, my pronouns are they, them. Now, I of course know what that is now. And so I wrote, I wrote, eh, nobody cares. And that was it. She went and screenshotted that and went to all of her woke gay lesbian friends and said, we got to get this guy. This really upset me that he said, no one cares that these are what my pronouns are. And so all of a sudden I get murdered by all these really woke people who want to kill me. And I'm like, "Ah, I can, I don't care. No big deal. It sounds like fun. So I'm, you know, going through all this drama. Now they don't know that she's just as guilty about all of this shit than I am as I am. We were both being assholes, but she just didn't work. She doesn't tell anybody that. So, um, that was uh, my last interaction with this crazy bitch. Yesterday or Saturday, I get a phone call and uh, it's Stu. And he goes, hey, how you doing? Hey, okay. hey, your favorite funny girl? I go, he goes, I got news. I go, well, what is it? He goes, your favorite funny girl is now a funny guy. <laughs> She cut her titties off and she like posted, she's doing this big grant. She, she's happy as can be. And, uh, she's telling, she puts her Venmo and her PayPal out there for people to pay to get her tits cut off. And so this is, this is happening. She is it going through with it. So not, <laughs> so I go, are you kidding me? Really? And he goes, yeah, man. I go, well, what's she going to do? He goes, I don't know, man, but she's a funny guy now. And I go, well, all right, uh, cool. Um, so that is that is the latest. Aaron from the Funny Girls is now or is in the process of being a funny guy. And she's got all these pictures of her. Like on the day she's getting operated on it saying, see you later, titties. And I'm like, God, what a. What a weird world we live in.
you know, if if uh, if you're, I mean, she was excited, as excited as like a child on 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 Christmas. If that's like the big thing that you look forward to is getting your tits cut off, what a fucking messy, messy world we live in. Holy shit! So congratulations to that sick fuck Aaron and whatever you are. I'm just gonna call you. Uh, the girl. How does that? I'm just going to call. say you're a she. Is that okay if I call you a she? Whatever. Anyway. Well, anyway, she doesn't have any boobs now. She's just announced that. Big, big moment in time. Congrats. Um, we've got a paintball event coming up in, well, two, less than two weeks. Holy shit. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. I need more. Uh, we're, seriously, we're sitting at about 12 people right now. And uh, I I don't know if the Honduran is uh, is in another country. And uh, typically, he present, uh, prevents uh, us from having low numbers and brings like 20 people with him. I have not yet heard back from Gabe the Honduran. So I need more of you. Reach out, eric at ericsaintshow.com if you are coming uh, gather up the friends, gather up the family. I will see you at TC Paintball coming up on the 27th of March. I wonder how Rick did at his paintball event. I'll get him on the line shortly. And book your own party at TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Okay, let me talk about this first. Um, You can get... Brand new flooring installed for free. There is a uh, gift being given by Bennett Flooring Installation. It is great flooring giveaway number three to someone in need. Someone down on their luck. Um, no, this isn't going to uh, uh, turn your life around, but it is a win. It is a win for you and your family or someone you know who's struggling. So send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com, for great flooring giveaway number three. Okay, spare no detail. You can nominate yourself or you can nominate somebody else. Going to take these for a little while longer as Easter is uh, fast approaching and then we will have to scrutinize them. Unfortunately, we can only have one, but um, I'm pretty sure Jacob wants to keep doing this. So I won't delete them this time. 616-318-0167 if you need an estimate for Bennett flooring installation the flooring i want you to install is from johnson carpet one floor and home deep discounts this month of march blue tagged is 20 percent off at the discount outlet green tag 30 percent red tag 40 percent that on an already low price so they got to get this stuff out of the store because darwin bought too much of the best brands the most popular styles you're getting it for the lowest price in the entire region. Multi-state area at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Go see Kent drop the E out of you right behind Little Caesars along Chicago Drive. Okay, when we last left Rick, he was driving to Florida. I'm hoping we'll get him here. We'll find out how his pro paintball team did this weekend. 
Come on, buddy. He's going to start singing the second he picks it up. Hoover, it's a beautiful mover. (laughs) Been a while since I've heard that one. I got to play that again. You got to play it. I love Brian Johnson. Have you ever seen ACDC? No, not live. I've seen a lot of bands, but I've never seen ACDC. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. One of my favorites. I love ACDC. Angus is awesome. He's a little weird, but he's awesome. You ever see the uh, documentary about ACDC? Because he he doesn't seem weird at all in that. No, but then uh, what was the one that hired the hitman? Uh, That would be drummer Phil Rudd. Phil Rudd, yeah. So, I mean, I assume that a documentary is largely focused on that. Um. I think I think they avoided that. It might have been made before that incident unfolded. And I think he's back. I think he beat that rap. Oh, if you got money. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of money, did you come back with money from your paintball adventure? Because the winner gets money, I'm assuming. The winner gets money. Um, I'm not any richer. Let's put it that way. Okay. We were not we were not the winners. Um did she okay explain what happened was it just a, was it a, a mixture of good and bad or just all bad uh we finished on a good high note um day one we made a lot of mistakes and i've said it before it's i feel like a broken record when i do these explanations not only to you but to anybody else that asks you just can't make very many mistakes and we made a few mistakes we got penalties in our first match which caused us to lose seven to four. We were still, we were in command. And so we started getting penalties and we kind of let the lead slip away from us. The next match we play against a top four team. Two of the games come down to a one-on-one and both of them that we lost. And we ended up losing the match three to one. Um, if we win those two one-on-ones, um, we win the match. So then you go into day two, day two, we tied our first match six to six. So then we go into our final match, zero wins, two losses and one tie where we, uh, we're matched up against one of the best teams in the division, and we jump out to a 3-0 lead against them. They fight back, but we hold them off. We end up beating them 5-4. So we end our prelim record at 1-2-1, one, and one, and we needed to be at least 2-2 two and two, um, to advance to final. Uh-huh. So long story short, we ended up 15th, didn't make the finals cut, and we're back to, you know, back to the drawing board. Yeah, okay. When, they, when, when there's a penalty... Do they, I mean, well, how, how are you given a penalty? I mean, because so like, if you get shot, or obviously there's referees watching. Um, there's usually at least one ref for every player. It's five versus five. If you get shot and you continue to pull the trigger on your gun, therefore affecting the game as a player that should be eliminated, that comes down to the ref's discretion on if he thinks that you knew you should have known that you were hit or not. If you get shot like on the pack where your extra, extra um, pods and paintballs are, you may not feel that. But if you get shot on your person, you should. Um, and depending on how bad that is, they may throw a penalty flag. Now, when you get a penalty flag, not only do they pull you out of the game, but they pull either one or two of your teammates, oh. depending on how bad the penalty was. Oh, my God. Yeah. So so we go from winning a game, getting a stupid penalty because my guy got shot, obviously got shot. I mean, I watched it. It was definitely a penalty. He took two more steps pulling the trigger, and that's a penalty. And instead of winning that particular game, we, you know, it's a big, uh, um, a big reversal of uh, live bodies. So we yeah. go from being in command with with more live bodies than they have to all of a sudden being down two bodies to four, and they just rolled over us after that penalty. So it was a, a mental mistake. He shouldn't have done it. He should have called himself out and trusted his teammates. He didn't. He wanted to, you know, take that extra step and make sure he got that you know, one last kill shot on a guy. But he was an eliminated yeah. player, and that's a penalty. 
Do you think that in the exploits of uh, paintball history and sex, there has ever been a woman who's been shot right in the moneymaker, like sexually with a paintball? Well, you really took a deep dive on that, huh? I wasn't mentally ready for that question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think the position that they play paintball in is conducive no, to that type of penetration. I mean, like if she's on her back and says, hey, I, I'm really turned on. I want to see what it feels like if you shoot me right in the crotch. Um, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of YouTube videos of stupid people like looking down the barrel of the gun and getting shot in the face. The old William Tell was shooting the apple off the head. There's a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Out there. Whenever I see it, there's also the ones that people share all the time with a, with a, like a, a demolition derby where they're shooting paintball guns at each other. I mean, I just shake my head at that stuff and I don't want anything to do with it because it's it's kind of campy and it's it's it's. I mean, when you get into the demolition derby type things, it's really dangerous. And I'm like, nah, it's not. Yeah, it's not you're what, only into. I'm really interested. What people do in their bedroom is their is yeah. their. Uh, their own thing. You know? You're only into the non-campy things, like shooting some radio guy five thousand times. I shot him a lot. Yes. I yes. shot him a lot. And when I got back, I, I checked my gun for velocity and I didn't realize it because I was hung over and running late that day. Yeah. And my gun was hot that day. I uh, was shooting hot. You were shooting you hot. That video, I had just gotten back from a tournament and the tournament paint is a lot brighter than just regular paint you can buy. Yeah. And when you watch that bright, bright yellow hit him yeah. all, all at once when he gets to that tree, that's me. Yeah. Watch that video and you, you see my paint all over. Oh my God. Incredible. Okay, we're uh, less than two weeks out from our big event, so I'm still uh, yeah. still uh, drumming up support there for that. Yeah, absolutely. Is it uh, is it mostly regulars you have on your list, or we got new faces? What do you got? I have zero new faces. I have all regulars at this point in time. See, that should tell all the new face, new people that are kind of on the fence. They, uh, um, the 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 regulars, the people that play, they return. They have I know time, it. They I know and it. Everybody, everybody talks about. Oh, it hurts. It's a thing. Well, it's a it's a it's a very short, quick hurt. Right. It goes away, and the adrenaline's pumping, so yeah, it doesn't even fine. matter at the end it, of the day. It's, it's, if I can do this, anybody can do this. I mean, seriously, I'm the, I'm the biggest uh, a soft jackass on the planet. That, those are apps terms, yes. Yes. And um, oh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, uh, I haven't yet been able to get a hold of the Honduran, which usually, usually brings like 25 extended family members with them, so... That's a big swing if he doesn't come. But, I mean, either way, you know, we've got a dozen right now. We always get more the week of. So, I mean, we're going to get close to 20, I think. Um, with or without the hunter, I mean, we love to have them. But even without, I think it's going to be a really good time. Um, I think on the way down, we talked about my women's league that's going to be starting, right, on the uh, week from Thursday on the 24th? Correct. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so any of the regular girls, and we're going to go with that, with that particular um, uh, adventure, we're going to go with the low impact for the just beginners. And then as they kind of get accustomed to it or maybe want a more of a challenge they can move up but there's no pressure on how quickly you move up so you can just play some low impact over the course of the spring and summer and, and that could be it you never have to move up if you don't want to you got It'd it be a lot of fun okay man very good uh fill out your bracket for the tournament you can win hey, money hey, hey you know that you know how um whenever i come across something that uh, is helpful and beneficial I try to share that with you in hopes that it will also be helpful and beneficial to you. You know, like um, Dan Carlin history podcast, yes. Joe Rogan podcast, when he brings in knowledgeable people on subjects that you lack in. Uh huh. Um, I have I have a little to talk to you about um, as far as yoga goes, so we can talk about that. Um, you know, off the podcast, but I have a few suggestions for you. Oh, is it gonna? Are you gonna re recommend the uh, pro wrestler yoga guy? Yes, I am. I do it at least once a week. It's awesome. <laughs> 
Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Dude, it's so good. So good. Yeah, um, I I believe it. I, I mean, I I've uh, in the in yoga that I've done, it's been a wonderful experience. I have uh, nothing but good things to say about them, and I I don't think there's an unsatisfied customer of DDP yoga. It's uh, awesome. I do it once a week at least. Um, it may I mean when I'm done, I lay there in a pool of sweat, and it's all those endorphins. They just make you feel great. I love it. Very cool. All right. I will, uh, you have a good day and I will talk to you. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Rick from TC paintball. Ah, oh, man. Travels all that way and they had a hard time. Damn it. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Uh, I brought up with my better half, the queen of the forest, the idea of the Eric Zane Show podcast, nuclear fallout shelter in the basement. Now, I know what you're thinking. Eric, you can't even paint the basement. What makes you think you can build a nuclear war fallout shelter to protect your family? And you're right. You're right. Uh, So... I mean, now probably nothing is going to happen, but I just want to talk about the whole concept and the idea of it first, because too often I bring this up and she's like, oh yeah, whatever. Here he goes again. Everybody thinks I'm crazy about this, about this concern. And here's why I'm concerned. I need to take a look and share with you a couple of stories that come to mind just from this past weekend that that are upsetting to me. Um, first of all, the United States has made it very clear that uh, if a NATO ally, a NATO country is attacked, and I think there's about 30 NATO countries, um, that is an act of war, and we will be at war. It will be, um, we will... Uh, be fighting at that point. That's the point of NATO since way back in at the end of World War II. Um, And initially there was like half as many countries in it, but now there've been more uh, nations that have entered. And uh, I, in my ignorance to this whole thing, I'm like, what does it take to enter? Is it like a fraternity? Do you, do you have to be hazed? And, and why did Ukraine not join NATO. What's the point of not joining? You know, I mean, you, you've got nothing. Uh, what's, what's the downside is what I'm getting at. I guess I don't know that now. Um, what I don't know could fill an entire room as we all know. Uh, but this story says the Pentagon says an armed attack against one is considered an armed attack against all. If Russian forces strike in Poland. Okay. So this comes up because over the weekend, Russia attacked a training facility in Ukraine, very close to the border of Poland. So that's something that's on my mind. Um, this is, um, 
Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said U.S. troops will not be going to fight in Ukraine. He did say the U.S. wouldn't maintain its commitment to its NATO allies. But an armed attack against one is considered an armed attack against all. We've made it very clear to Russia that NATO territories will be defended, not just by the United States, but by our allies. So we're not going to do anything right now. But still, the whole idea of us uh, giving all of these um, uh, weapons and things like that to Ukraine has got to be uh, influencing Russia. And I add this, this story from Al Al Jazeera says, Russia says it could target Western arms supplies to Ukraine. Pumping of weapons from a number of countries turned these convoys into legitimate targets. Russian deputy foreign minister says. So, okay, yeah, we're going out of our way to uh, uh, provide javelins and uh, and stinger missiles and whatever other support we can give these people. We're not actually there fighting, but my my point is, uh, and what I've thought the same thing, how is Russia not pissed off about that? I'm guessing that they would be if all their tanks are getting blown up by shit that we're giving them, the Ukrainians. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't uh, support them. I'm saying that we should. But I guess why I'm bringing this all up is these things keep falling into place. The idea of the United States getting involved in this war is not at all far-fetched in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion, in the way I think. I don't want to be not prepared in the event that shit goes down. Now, if we start a conventional war, if NATO was involved in a conventional war against Russia, sure, that's terrible. But then it's all, well, what's the next step? If the end game is Putin's getting his ass kicked by the NATO forces or this war is dragging on, who's to say he's not going to lob a tactical or an intercontinental ballistic uh, missile at the United States? And that is when I get very, very scared. And I am not even being a smart ass here in any way, shape or form. So the idea, what I was thinking was it would be a great idea to be prepared. So this weekend I'm sitting there looking, I was talking to talking to boring Dean and uh, this whole home generator uh, portable one is, uh, is in the cards. It's about 1300 bucks. And uh, then there is the idea of food and water. So I'm like in the process now of hoarding the water and sanitizing it, keeping it ready. Uh, gasoline. I need a lot of gas with uh, a stable fuel stabilizer for that. And I need uh, food MREs. I'm buying MREs. You guys think I'm crazy. MREs last forever. Uh, not to mention in the basement, there's window areas. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to, okay. If there is an intercontinent, uh, intercontinental ballistic missile that is launched, you got about 30 minutes. Now, where we live, I don't know if we would get a direct hit. If you get a direct hit, you're done. You're vaporized. Within about 30 to 45 miles, that's it. There's nothing you can do when a uh, missile of that, a warhead of that magnitude detonates. Gone. But if not, you got to lay low for extended time. You don't leave the house. 
And you can't be in a spot where any of the, because you got about, uh, after the bomb hits, you got about 10 minutes before the uh, actual radioactive fallout looks like snow starts falling. And you don't want that to touch you. You don't want that. You don't want to be outside when that comes down because you're going to get radiation poisoning very, very quickly. And then that's it. You're done. It's going to be a horrible death. You're going to wish you were vaporized. So Eric Zane is going to put up like these, um, you know, like when the, uh, you know, whenever you have one of these, um, when there's an incident, like a, a white cop gets acquitted of killing a black guy and then the, uh, the communities board up the windows, I'm going to board up the windows. That's what we're going to do. And then I got to have a, uh, at the staircase, I got to have a board wood up there, like an inch and a half particle board or some shit and just put it into the wall. Because if the house is leveled, I need to be secure in the basement. Okay. And then the rest is I'm going to have bedding. And I'm even going to go ahead. And uh, what was that uh, sponsor I had um, who had like the uh, turf grass? Remember the guy who had that like miracle grass you buy? What the fuck was his name? Anyway, uh, I'm going to have a patch of fake grass in the basement rolled up. And then when the bombs drop, we'll have all the dogs down there. They can take a shit there or pee there on like the fake grass. So, okay, good to go. Extended time, safe. I am, I'm not kidding you. I am doing this. I, I'm getting the basement ready to be a fallout shelter. Is that wrong? I was talking to my brother about it. He goes, I don't, I don't think that, uh, that that's a, that's a bad idea at all. I think that, um, I think we're, we're, I think this is more real now than we had any threat during the cold war. I really believe that. And I'm super freaked out about it. I'm telling you, this is all, um, when I was a young boy, this, that, that trauma coming back to me, it's all, it's all right here in my brain. I'm super freaked out about this whole thing. Okay, now, will any of this happen? I'm guessing I will complete the bomb shelter um, like after humanity is gone. I can, you know, yes, you're right. There is the, so what I need to do is I'm going to, I need to finish painting the basement. So the first thing to do is to paint the basement for Pooh Bear just in case there is no nuclear war. Then you have a nice room. And I am ready to start painting now. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm ready to start taping now. Sanding is done. I didn't do anything this weekend, by the way. Her birthday came and went. She's like, I would like to have that done for my birthday. Is it done? No. I'm an idiot. Okay. You too can become a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com, and I will tell you how it works. Uh, thank you to Full House Comedy. Who's in town this weekend? Fullhousecomedy.com. Uh, is it Jesus or, excuse me, Jesus? I'm guessing it's Jesus Trejo. Uh-huh. He's going to be here Wednesday at the Park Theater. Thursday at uh, Rockford's Corner Bar. Friday at Rockford Lanes. April Macy. 
who might be the second prettiest redhead I have ever seen in my entire life is going to be in town as well. Thursday at the Park Theater, March 17th. Friday, Billy's Lounge. And then uh, Saturday, March 19th, Back Alley Comedy Club. I think she used to be affiliated with the Stern Show. All right. Uh, Fullhousecomedy.com for tickets to these and any upcoming shows. Uh, where am I? A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez, A&E Heating and Cooling. AEHeatingCooling.net, 616-516-8579. If you need an after-hours service call, new installation, whatever it may be, of a comfort maker brand of furnace or air conditioner, hey, schedule your air conditioning maintenance. The cleaning needs to be done before you fire that thing up this year. He'll be scheduling soon. Reach out, 616-516-8579. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. 616-285-50. for Blue Frost IT. Um, all right. Boy, kind of an odd serial killer. I think serial killer. Yeah. At least the uh, police are referring to her. A woman in New York City as a serial killer. There's another story going on about some guy who's going around uh, killing homeless people. And they're saying that could be a serial killer too. Okay. But this one, this is so fucked up. Um, in fact, if you look at this clip right here, this, uh, screenshot, which is kind of hard to see, but she's in the scooter at the store while she's sitting there on the mobility scooter. She's sitting on a leg. Like she has hacked off someone's leg and, and is sitting on it as she's in the store. And I don't know how she pulled this off. She's 83 years old. The woman's name, I'm not lying, is Harvey. Harvey Marcelin. She also goes by Marcelin Harvey. Stands accused of murder in the second degree over the brutal murder of 68-year-old Susan Layden, an LGBTQ activist who lived in her apartment building in Brooklyn's Cypress Hills neighborhood. Boy, everything's getting cut off of these LGBTQ people. Titties from Aaron, and this lady, Susan Layden, lost her leg. Uh, Harvey Marcelin was indicted earlier this week after originally being arrested on charges of concealing a human corpse. Quote, Last week, my office charged Harvey Marcelin with allegedly concealing the severed head of a woman in her home and discarding the victim's torso in a bag on the street. My God. Today, the grand jury indicted Harvey Marcelin for murder, and my office is committed to vigorously seeking justice. The facts of this horrific case are gruesome and unsettling, 
And my heart is with the victim's family and friends. Um, body parts started showing up in the neighborhood. First, a torso was discovered. Is she okay? Inside a large bag in a shopping cart near the corner of Pennsylvania and Atlantic Avenues on March 3rd. <clears throat> Four days later, and a few blocks away, a human leg cut off at the knee was found secreted. 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 Why would they write secreted? And why would I think that that's secreted? Well, anyway... They put it in a tire. So you got a, uh, a torso on the street in a bag, uh, a, a leg below the knee at the tire, or in a tire. Uh, police started to get uh, tipped off that, that uh, they, they, they may have a line on, on as to who did it. Uh, after a search warrant was executed at Harvey Marcelin's apartment, that's when they found the head. Holy shit. How is uh, an 83-year-old woman capable of doing all this shit? I mean, 83, I mean, you're, 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 typically you're not really uh, that formidable to be able to overpower any anything, you know? And, and this lady's in a mobility scooter, for fuck's sake. Um, police say they obtained surveillance footage that shows... Uh, woman walking into her apartment complex while pushing the a shopping cart with the torso in it. Based on her history, she's capable of a lot of evil things. The fact that she took it to the dollar store, too. She's sitting on the leg. Now, in the picture, you couldn't, like, see a foot sticking out or anything, but they said that in that photo, that still shot from the camera... Uh, uh, she brought the lady's leg into the dollar store. What is she thinking about using that as like a coupon or something? How much can I get for this? They, they don't know a motive. Okay. Now here's where it gets even more weird. This suspect has five previous arrests, including assault and rape, and has been convicted of two forms of homicide, murder and manslaughter. Essig, the DA, said in a 1985 case where Harvey Marcelin pleaded guilty to manslaughter, the victim's body was cut up to pieces. Her parole was based off of that 1986 conviction. How how does this person who's cutting a person up to pieces, first of all, uh, be allowed to plead down to manslaughter. Manslaughter is pretty much you're you're killing someone because of your negligence, not because of willful intent. But yet they gave that person a plea who butchered a body. How did that even happen? It's the DA's fault of the time who allowed this idiot to roam free. All right. Okay, so that's that. Speaking of leg, I've got some show and tell for you. Oh, man. This from the world of MMA. Uh, it's not UFC. It's one of these poverty organizations, Extreme Fighting Championship. And I have seen, uh, like, uh, sometimes these fighters will... Uh, will will kick their opponent with their shin. 
And they've worked hard to make that shin bone hard by uh, kicking bags and, you know, causing little micro fractures, which then heal up and makes the bone strong. But how many times do we have to see this? Look at that. Look at that muppety, flippity leg break. I mean, that is gruesome. And it's going to get worse from here. Look at that. Why do they even allow those types of kicks? Just do anything but that. I have seen numerous fighters do this exact same maneuver. And then their leg folds like a fucking Portuguese man of war. Wait until you see this. Okay, first of all, here's the here's the clip of the guy with his thumbs up. You know, hell yeah, I'm going to be okay. Life is good. He's got a smile on his face. This idiot. Oh, shit. Look at that. Look at that. You can see the edge. It's amazing that that thing did not pop through the skin. Oh, my God. That might be one of the worst muppety flippity leg breaks. And I'm only showing you the still images as of right now. I have more. I have the actual video of when this happened. This is fantastic. Without a doubt, but just uh, horrific. Here's your action replay brought to you by Rastonic. Yeah, Brooks. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, it, it's just, it's, it's just hanging there. Like, God, did you see it? It actually is doing flippity things. Crack. Yeah, Brooks, straight away. And it just absolutely shattered the leg uh, just hanging there. Oh, another angle. You know, Oh, oh, oh my God! All, you're reminded all too often how serious this sport oh. really is, and how uh, stupid and this sport is. Like this, they kind of remind you. Third angle. Third and angle. There's only a certain type of human being that's willing to get in there and trade oh. inside of a cage, and unfortunately, things like this happen. And <laughs> this dude, I think this dude knew as soon as he kicked him. Because he kind of like put his hands out like, oh, come on. You just broke your leg, you fucking asshole. Oh, why? That is easily one of the... I, I am becoming uh, desensitized to all of this. I, 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 can, I only feel like I want to throw up half the time. But that was... Jesus... So rough. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, you will see, and I'll link it up. You can see this if that's your thing. I'll also post it on social media for you to check out. But that was just terrible. Fuck. Is that bad? Oh, my God. Leg break from hell to be sure. Um, we are very close to announcing our arena football schedule with the West Michigan Ironmen. I'm reminded of that because of the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Mario, of course, runs the football team. He owns a football team. And uh, so that will be, I cannot wait for that. Those games are so much fun. And I will be um, giving you tickets 
uh, to sit in the uh, Eric Zane zone, if you will. That's going to be awesome. Mario, of course, his day job is owning and operating the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And I am not kidding you. Home ownership is just a phone call away. Yes, this is a weird time, but you can still get a mortgage. Well, uh, there's no doubt you can get a mortgage. Uh, Rates have gone up a little bit, but it's still historically low compared to uh, recent years. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you've got inventory is very low in the home, in the home world. So, uh, make sure you get a mortgage that's, uh, worth more than the homes. You can get into the old school bidding war. That's what's uh, going on there in the home market right now for any information about getting a refi or a first mortgage or a 10th mortgage or, or whatever it may be, reach out to Mario at 231-332-6505 today for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage and thank you so much while i'm at it speaking of uh tickets i also um am uh partnering with uh berlin's uh raceway and uh, i'm telling you i just had another meeting with andrew over there at berlin raceway and this is going to be awesome um we are going to have so much fun at these races i cannot wait to hang out with you the track is looking fantastic and uh, I didn't realize this, but uh, Jeff Striegel, well, I knew this, but I had forgotten it. Jeff Striegel, who uh, runs the track over at Berlin, he also is, if you're into racing, the voice of MRN, which is Motor Racing Network. So he goes to all these tracks in NASCAR. He was at Phoenix this past weekend with the team of announcers that announce racing. And believe it or not, I listened to the entire NASCAR race and I am so out of the loop. I don't even know anybody, but I'm like trying to make sure that I can stay uh, involved in racing to some degree, because I'm going to be involved at the local track um, a lot. So I, part of my education is I'm trying going out of my way to get into NASCAR again. Just something I'm excited about having you all hang out with me at Berlin Raceway this upcoming season. Uh, speaking of cars, one last sponsor for today, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. My gosh. Uh, expanding for you, the customer. They can get more cars serviced. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. If you're stuck, you uh, have some scheduled maintenance or whatever it may be, reach out to Irvine's, 616-532-6600. Let us go over who we have potentially for asshole of the day. Um. All right, I talked about springing forward. Everybody gets pissed off about it. Come on. Uh, No dog incidents over the weekend. Brett Gallant got in a fight, even though he said he doesn't fight anymore. NFK, sweatpants, toilet bomb, range uh, assault on top of my stove. Aha, I think I know who the asshole of the day is. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the asshole of the day is Tom Brady. Would you just fucking retire already? Enough. Enough. Your wife needs you. Your kids need you. Okay? Quit it. Let it go, man. Let it go. It's going to get bad. You're going to be like Joe uh, Joe Montana. 
You're going to kind of fizzle out. Nobody wants that. Why don't you leave now with throwing however many touchdown passes you threw? 100 this year. Jesus. So that is just horrible. And then the poor guy who bought the fucking football that you made worthless. Tom Brady is the asshole of the day on the Eric Zane Show podcast for this Monday, the 14th of March. Have a great, great day. I'll talk to you on Patreon. Till then, bye-bye.